Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm, your destination for all things nerdy. Well, I'm not doing the intro, so you're on your own. Mind if I take it? No, please. Because I actually think, you know, we, we usually have a pretty high energy intro from you, Dave, and um, I actually think maybe our listeners would enjoy a little change of pace, so if you'll permit me. Oh, please. From Sydney, this is Multiple Nerdgasm. It's 35 past the hour, and you're listening to Nerd Talk. With me here is Luke, Dave, and Matt, and of course, me, Dan. It's a nice night, and uh, we're settling in for some chatter. How was that? That's that, pretty good. That was, uh, that was quite fantastic. And I, and I must say, I feel like just bringing it down a notch as well. Just, uh, I, I, I want to bring that level down as well. So, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> down so I'm just, further than that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just <laughs> going to relax. And talk about dicks or maybe something. Maybe have a talk about some penises or something. Yeah. Just nice and easy. So what else is new? So, Robin Williams is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. So I'll say this, just a, a reminder back for those of you who haven't been listening for very long. Uh, mm. Other celebrity suicides we've covered on this include um, <laughs> Tony Scott, yep. and we mocked him mercilessly. <laughs> and that's a man we all quite admire. So, yeah. mm. fuck, I mean, are we just going to give it to Robin Williams? Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're just going to give it to him, are we? Or You don't admire Robin work? Williams at all? <laughs> Well, you know, Tony Scott's more more in my field, you know. Sure, yeah. Well, he was. But, uh... <laughs> in my field, I mean at the bottom of my harbour. <laughs> you mean um, diving? I don't think uh, Rob Williams is in our field, Dan. He's more in our hearts. Mm. In our hearts. Mm. Um, I like Robin Williams. No, I liked him. I, how could you? Not, how could you not like Robin Williams? I mean, really. I mean, mm. even I'm if sure you someone didn't, didn't, even if the last fifty movies of his weren't very good, I mean. Well, to be honest, I think the early stuff wasn't that good either. I mean, I, I rewatched Mrs. Doubtfire on the day he died, and when you watch that kind of 20, 30 years on, it's, it's a bit shit. It's, it's really awful. Is it? It doesn't make uh, any sense. Like, there's no logic to it. Well, Dan, it's a guy that, like, has lost his kids, so dresses up as a maid to, to, to spend time with his family. I mean... The concept itself is ridiculous. That's I mean, true, but even within it, the stuff that he does as the maid is so out of character for who he is when he's not the maid. You could have fired him, would you? <laughs> terrible maid. <laughs> yeah, a terrible maid. For example, I mean, there's this one part. The first night he's being a maid, he is an absolute prick to the kids. Absolute prick. Like, out of character prick. And, you know, I guess you could say it's so that the kids would hate the maid and ask for the dad back. But they don't say that that's why it is. You've just got to mm. go along with the fact that, as Mrs. Doubtfire, he's a cunt to those kids on the first day, right? <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. he goes downstairs to cook dinner, sets fire to himself and the kitchen, starts screaming, like, screaming, right? <laughs> None of those kids bat an eyelid at that. Like, even if you've got a maid you hate, if you hear a blood-curdling scream <laughs> from downstairs, you check that out, right? He then uh, orders dinner. In, right? Mm -hmm. It gets delivered. He then sets the table with their stuff and this takeaway. Then everyone comes in and is blown away that he's cooked dinner. Whereas, like, A, he, he is the maid. He, he is supposed to cook the dinner, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> also, they're looking, you could argue, okay, they're looking at the tableware. It's their tableware. He's in their house, right? <laughs> right. Thirdly, why do the kids give a shit how yeah, nice the dinner looks? Like, it. it it's so nonsensical. 
So I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> I'm guessing there won't be a sequel now, though. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. Unless one of his kids is all grown up and gets separated and then has to do the very same thing. Yeah. Oh. That could work. Yeah. He goes into his dad's attic or something and finds the mask. Finds it after his dad's suicide? (laughs) 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 That's inevitable, really. No, if you watched that film and then you heard that that character had committed suicide, you'd be like, yeah, well. That makes sense. Makes sense. Have you seen the the re-edited trailer that makes it look like it's a... Psychological thriller. <laughs> no. Oh, no, really? That oh, sounds man, great. Could you uh, it. could you put that in the show notes? That would we'll yeah, just, I will. Let's That'd just put the audio straight in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah no. It, was, it it it's the trailer for Mrs. Doubtfire with new music and re-edited so that it's just the story about this fucking creepy guy who gets kicked out of his house yeah. and can't see his kids, and so he stalks them. Yeah, that's right. not, as a woman. That's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. That is what happens. But it's it's <laughs> yeah, like I said, just the music and the and the edits have been made to make it works really well. I'll put it in the show notes. Well, I mean, I'm, I I I liked Robin Williams. I I really liked him. Um, hmm. I was really really sad uh, that that's the way he went out. Um, yeah. In fact, what one of my favorite films from Robin Williams is um, a film called What Dreams May Come. Mm-hmm. Um. It's quite a powerful film. It's it's about his um it's about him going into the afterlife to search for his his wife and he mm. finds out because she killed herself um that she's in hell. So he has to go to hell to try and find her. And this is after little, he dies uh, in a car crash. A little creepy now that Yeah. Uh... It's actually it's actually really uh beautifully shot. It's 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 mm. it looks amazing. Um I saw it I think it's from the 90s. Uh 98 or 99. Um but it's a really powerful film. Um, it's one of my favourites. That along with One Hour Photo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, not necessarily his comedic roles he was the best in, I found. Because, I, I mean, Robin Williams being comedic is, you know, Robin Williams being comedic. But um, mm. some of his um, some of his more serious roles I really enjoyed. Um, Dave, do you know that One Hour Photo was directed by Mark Romanek, who does the Nine Inch Nails videos? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. Um yeah, it's it's just uh, it's a it's a great film. Uh, one hour photo. It's really creepy. Yeah. And uh, who could forget Flubber? Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and Jumanji. Jumanji, Death to Smoochie, which I quite enjoyed. Look, I I actually met Robin Williams once, and uh, I can say with almost complete certainty that he didn't really like me. So uh, there's that. <laughs> well, when did you meet him? I met him at the opening of Bicentennial Man. Right, and I was working at Fox Studios, and they asked a few of us to go down there to kind of make it look like a lot of people were really excited about the opening of Bicentennial Man. Right, and uh, he was a great guy. He, he, he sat outside and, and chatted, and and uh, they were telling him, "Robin, you got to come in. The movie's about to start." And he was like, "No, my fans are out here," and just wanted to stay and chat, which was awesome. Um, I told him that I'd liked him in Toys, uh, which is apparently his worst movie that he wishes he'd never done. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. when I said that, he, he gave me the filthiest look, and uh, that was it. So, that's my Robin Williams experience. Wow. Yeah. And you never, you never reconciled? No, and now, now we never yeah. will. Yeah. That's, that's the greatest tragedy. Well, as long as we're name-dropping, I, uh, I got to meet Trent Reznor once. Oh. Yeah. But I Matt. Yeah. You pushed in front of me, and he... Uh, he told you to calm down. Yep, he did. He did. He said, you cut in line. And I said, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> but it's okay, because I brought him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Can, can I name drop? Yeah, yeah sure, sure. sure. Uh, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Mm. Together? Mm. George Lucas? Yes, together. George Lucas, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, mm. Hayden Christensen. Well, Binks. you can leave that off the list. Oh, fuck. Remember the time we went to the States, we were on Hollywood Boulevard, and you sucked off Ben Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And now he's going to be Batman. So you've had the bat dick. Which one of us are you talking about? Oh, Luke. I wasn't there for that trip. It could have been anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty dark. I remember yeah. what, what he said. It, he said it was Ben Affleck, and I believed him. Yeah. He was, he was pretty dark, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but back on topic. Rob Williams, um, mm. death by suicide. Um, if you're uh, if you're feeling depressed, um, just uh, if you're gonna do it, don't be famous because it upsets people. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, a lot of people had forgotten they liked him. Now they're upset about it. Yeah, mm. there was a lot of that. I mean, there always is, and it always yeah. makes me feel mm. a bit uncomfortable because I'm like, don't really ever mention this person ever. I think the the biggest example of that was when Michael Jackson, the disgusting pedophile, died. (laughs) The very very next day, he was a god again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was was like, nah, nah. A creepy pedo died. Yeah, because I I worked in a music store when Michael Jackson passed. When you were touching children. Yeah, go on. We hadn't sold... Yeah. (laughs) We hadn't sold a Michael Jackson album in years. Oh, really? (laughs) And, uh, And anyone that... Any time you heard the name Michael Jackson, it was synonymous with child abuse. <laughs> then he dies, <laughs> and suddenly... All's we... forgiven. Yeah, that's right. Now, look, I... I Obviously, if he, if he did things, that's, that's awful, but I do feel sorry for him in that his life was pretty fucked up. Oh, absolutely. Oh, gee, for, for God's sake. Like, honestly, how many other people's lives are fucked up and they don't molest children? Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah. Of, of course, I'm not. I'm sorry to do I'm this here, Jimmy, but I've just, I've had such a, <laughs> I've had a rough childhood. life. Just let me do it. No, I did, I did try to, to, to point out that that wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's never really stopped us. Now, all I meant was he, he, he got incredibly famous when he was incredibly young, and therefore young had, and beautiful, and, <laughs> and had a very different frame of reference for everything. Than everybody else in the world did. It certainly yeah. did seem like he lived on another planet. Yeah, it must have been very confusing being Michael Jackson, and like someone like Prince, as I understand it, is is similar in that they've just been so famous for so long that they really just have no fucking idea what is going on. They just live in this old, this separate world. Yeah, but Prince lives in an awesome separate world, not a, not a I touch kids separate world. True. Well, well, don't speculate. We don't know that Prince doesn't touch kids. I'm sure Michael Jackson's world was excellent until somebody said, wait a minute, you're touching kids? And, and he was like, yeah? Yeah, what do you mean? What's wrong with that? Touch yeah. their penises, what? what? B- bit yeah. of Jesus juice, it's all good. And then someone, and then, oh, yeah, and then, so and he, disturbing. And someone said, you can't do that. And he said, well, I don't understand. Sorry, I can't molest what? And then, unfortunately, <laughs> he was probably being telling the truth. He didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, speaking of not understanding... Here's a, here's a really tenuous uh, here's a really tenuous link to our next story. Um, There's still some Robin Williams news down in games. Should we? Oh yeah. Should we finish off? Yeah. Why not? Because it's not all it's not all sad. No, it's all sad. But <laughs> but Robin is being immortalised in the game world uh, in a number of ways. Really? Because uh, he was a gamer himself. He was. Uh, Named his kids Zelda for God's sake. That's right. Mm. That's yeah. right. Uh, and there's a petition to have him added to the new Zelda game. Yeah. I don't quite know how that'll work. 
It'll just be a, he'll be a body hanging from a tree, I'd imagine. <laughs> Ouch. Jesus. Uh, right. He'll also, um, it, it's been announced, will be an NPC in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Which is nice. Apparently he'll be the um, weird old man hanging around in a pub telling jokes. Oh, so. that's nice. From a tree or in a pub? Oh, I'm sure that's how he'd want to be remembered. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, be re- f- remember fondly for all your fantastic films, or or we can put you as an NPC in an obscure online video game. That's not that obscure. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think it's obscure. Uh, well, you'd be surprised. I think the majority of the planet doesn't even know what World of Warcraft is. Did I ever tell you about the time that a friend of mine took my sister out on a date? <laughs> I love this story. I know this story. Yes, go on. I don't know if our listeners have, though. And <laughs> so, you know, there's not much backstory. A friend of mine asked if I'd mind if he took my sister on a date. I said, of course not, you know. Um, <laughs> not really up to me. And uh, <laughs> so they went out. They, you know, uh, went out to dinner. Next day, she called me and said, uh, what's World of Warcraft? Oh, no. And I said, not a good why start. You, why do you ask? And she's like, oh, well, your friend who I went on a date with last night spent the entire night talking about World of Warcraft, who his character was, and what guild he was in, and how much gold he had. and <laughs> How much gold he had? Like a, like a dowry. Needless to say, there was, there was not a second date. But I can just imagine it too. You know, I, uh, I've got quite a bit of cash. You know, yeah. you might say that on a date to impress a girl. Quite a bit of cash. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, not in this world, obviously. In no. the uh, the virtual world. Head of the guild. Head of the... Head. <laughs> Sorry, in a guild? Head of? Yeah. Designed the tabard myself. Jesus. In Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> so, gents, um, if you are going to date my sister, uh, <laughs> just... Just keep it to yourself, really. Mm. Just to uh, quickly clarify there, Dan, uh, mm. is your sister uh, taking at the moment or can any of our listeners uh, ring in and ask for a date with your no, sister? No, no, she's married with two kids, but you never know. You know what I mean? No, things change. <laughs> when does that mean taken? Just keeping her options open, Dan. That's, uh, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, the kind exactly. of brother you are. You know? yeah, Don't want to tie right. her down. Rowan yeah. Williams' wife was married last week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Al. I might have a go at that. <laughs> Al. Oh, I don't want anyone to make... Any assumptions that uh, we are cold-hearted, but um, that no. that was funny. This is how we deal with things. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That that was funny. Uh, what else is funny is um, uh, religious morons are issuing fatwas against uh, joining the missing mission to Mars. Yeah, so- Luke, there's some really bad news for you this week, buddy. Um, if you do end up in going to Mars One, yeah, uh, which is still very likely, be, you're going to be alienating yourself from the from the Islamic community. Hmm. Look, a bit I'm of going to be on here. Mars. Yeah, but you will have a fatwa <laughs> against you. Um, yeah. I'll have a fatwa against me on Mars. That is a very good point, actually. True. Um, the religious the the reason the reason that there's a fatwa out on the Mars One participants is that the um, Islamic watchdog group General Authority of Islamic Affairs or Gay. Um, (laughs) has likened the voyage to committing suicide, which is forbidden under Islamic law. Right. Um, So, um, Gay has issued a statement. um, (laughs) It is not possible to travel to Mars and never return. What? Anyway, so I'm reading it off here. Uh, Chances of dying are higher (laughs) than living. 
which constitutes a suicide, uh, which is a big no-no. Wait, hold yeah. on. So if you joined a holy, holy war, like, say, in the Crusades, um, <laughs> and you were a Muslim fighter, um, there's a good chance you're going to die, yeah? Ah, I would assume so. And uh, so I don't really get the logic. I'm going to assume that's different because the motivation probably matters. Yeah. Mind you, there will be 70 virgins on, on Mars by the time Mars 1 gets there. You hear that, Luke? You hear that? <laughs> 70 of them. I've often wondered <laughs> if that's even in the Quran or if yeah. it's, like, it's like the Christians in the rapture where that's yeah. not even in the Bible. Oh, you know? half the shit in Christianity is not in the actual yeah. Bible. Yeah. Whatever the Pope feels like saying this week. Oh, yeah. well, they, know they, just, they have meetings about it, don't they? And they all decide. No, well, no. They, they cut out a lot of the Bible. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. No, yeah. we've got saints now. Saints. You can pray to them as well. Yeah. yeah. Where does it say that in the It's Bible? not idolatry. Don't worry about it's it. It's not idolatry. Just ignore the Old Testament and yeah. you'll be okay. Yeah. Tonight on Multiple Religiongasm. Religiongasm. Oh, religion gasm. So, um, a bit of podcasting news. Mm. A bit meta. Uh, that's yeah. not how we say it on this podcast, Matt. <clears throat> oh, a bit of podcasting news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If uh, you're just joining us and you don't know what a podcast is, that's an iPod broadcast. <laughs> I think they might know if they're listening. Don't uh, make assumptions, Matt. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. It's podcast, but all right. Yeah. Well, we're, we we are obviously a very successful podcast. Obviously, uh, point podcast. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are Possibly other the most successful podcast. No, officially, no. I think the most successful podcaster <laughs> is um, Adam Carolla because they he is the one that. They chose to sue. I've never heard of that. Who is he? He's a podcaster. What is what kind of podcast does he do? He's a comedian. He's been around for a while. He's uh I don't know. He's got a bunch of podcasts. I don't know. He has like a network or something of podcasts. Podcasts. Let's uh let's take a moment and f- figure out who he is before we talk about him. Adam Carolla. Free daily Oh, he got he's got the Adam Carolla show. There you go. Yeah. Free daily comedy for daily. Fuck you, Adam Carolla. You're really making us look yeah, bad. Well, creative, yeah. creative title. You got to yeah. give him props for that. <laughs> I wonder how he came up with that. Yeah, was up all night well, thinking about that. Well, apparently he was deemed the most successful podcaster. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Personal Audio, a company who happens to own a bunch of patents uh, related to distributing audio over the internet or something, I guess. Yeah. Um, decided to sue him. Uh, for patent infringement. What, on behalf of all podcasters? No, 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 no. On behalf of them. They they own the patents, and he's he's using the patents, and he's not paying them. Fucking patent trolls. So, so, <sighs> so they sued him, right? Turns out, though, even the most successful podcaster in the world mm-hmm. doesn't make any money from podcasting, and oh. the judge said, well, what are you suing him for? He doesn't make any money. Oh, God. Yep. So they, uh, they. That'd be condescending if it wasn't true. Yeah. Uh, so how I, much money have we then, made from our podcast? I wish, <laughs> I wish we'd known this. Oh, we're, we start. run at a loss. We yeah, run at a loss. Big loss. A severe loss. We do it for do. we do it for love. Uh, and actually, I'll I'll talk a bit later on about how the listeners, if they want, can uh, can help us. I think this might be a good opportunity to talk about it right now, man. <laughs> All right. Well, hang on. Let me let me first read this. This is a statement from Personal Audio. Yeah. Uh, that they released in in June, in July, sorry. When Personal Audio first began its litigation, it was under the impression that Carol, Carolla, the self-proclaimed, goodness me, 
It was under the impression that Corolla, the self-proclaimed largest podcaster in the world, as well as certain other podcasters, were making significant money from infringing personal audio's patents. After parties completed discovery, however, it became clear this was not the case. As a result, personal audio began to offer dismissals from the case to the podcasting companies involved, rather than to litigate over the small amounts of money at issue. (laughs) Now, Matt, Mm. I don't want to uh, get us into any trouble, Mm. and uh, our legal eagle can chime in and and let us know if I'm overstepping this. Sure. But do we infringe on any of these patterns in our podcast, Matt? Uh... I think it's hard to say, to be honest, because I mean Your they Honor. dropped Your Honor, <laughs> they dropped all the charges, so it never it was never tested mm. officially because they realized there's no point because I mean maybe one day some company will make a shitload of money off podcasts somehow, like someone will figure out how that works. Yeah. Podcasts. Oh yeah, podcasts. I don't know how that's gonna work because like I said, we we put this out there and no one pays for it. It's not the kind of business model you get into if you're looking to make a fortune. So, Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Uh, so I think at this point, we, we might be. Um, the judges haven't decided. But you know what's weird? I was listening to an interview with Ryan Johnson the other day, the director uh, of the upcoming Star Wars sequels. Oh, yeah. And um, they mentioned, you know, they were just kind of spouting off some facts about his life. Uh, and mentioned that he was, you know, dating a prominent podcaster. And it was the first time I'd heard kind of anyone in kind of mainstream media even refer to a podcaster. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. the fact that, like, you know, a celebrity director could date a celebrity podcaster. I mean, why not? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, look. What I'm saying is we could have some, you know, some pretty high, you know, highbrow chicks. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe podcasters are. Well, I don't, I don't think we leverage that enough, to be honest. Our uh, our status as celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we need to get ourselves invited to more things. Yeah, that's what I think that one launch we went to once. Well, look. Speaking of of making money, or at least not being constantly in the red, as far as the podcast goes. Mm. Um, if the listeners wanted to pick up a bit of multiple nerdgasm merchandise for themselves, they can do that mm. now. We uh, we've got t-shirts. That's exciting. Yeah, by the time this is up, we'll have we should have some hoodies on there as well, and uh, maybe some other odds and ends. So, um, if that interests you, head over to our website, multiplenerdgasm.com, and uh, there'll be a link on there to take you to the store, and you can you can have a look. And like like I said, all the money from that goes to uh, paying for the costs of you know hosting and distributing the podcast because at the moment we're all just paying for it. So. Yeah, well, well we Matt's sure paying for it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm paying for it. Yeah, so the money will go to paying Matt back for all the yes. cash he's funneled into this dying art. Yeah, basically, yeah. After. Yeah, well, okay, head over to the store, buy some stuff. Uh, that'll help us keep going. I mean, we do this anyway, but, I mean, it'll make it make us feel better about doing it. Also, if you're, <laughs> if you're out there on the street, right, or at the gym, <laughs> you probably don't go to the gym. Um <laughs> But you're out there on the street, yeah. and you're wearing your multiple nerdgasm t-shirt. Yeah. You pass someone else wearing a multiple nerdgasm t-shirt, and you just know, you know? You know. Mm. Mm. You pass a beautiful woman wearing a multiple nerdgasm t-shirt, and, yeah. and you, you strike, up, strike up a conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Down the track, you're married with kids, 
and you you got, you got us to thank. That's all That's I'm right. saying. Just get the just get the fucking t-shirt. Oh, and speak. Sorry, uh, I just that just reminded me. Um, by the time this episode is up, you'll have already heard the episode where we discuss the Steve Jobs Kickstarter. Um, and oh yeah, <laughs> what happened to that? And as yeah, usual, yeah. we've done nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have, I have, I have. We we want to do it, but we want to. I want to do it properly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. What? Oh, it, it is in in the works, and I'm. I just don't want to half-ass it and chuck it up there, and and you know, because it, it's. I think it's a it's a good opportunity, and it could be fun. So, um, if it's not up by the time this episode's out, um, please don't think we've forgotten about it or that it's not happening. It's it is happening. Um, we're just getting everything sorted out so that it's um. I think the it time properly? it takes for these episodes to come out, people have literally forgotten we even have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> By the time... That, I, I think instead of going, oh, there's a number of episodes, they go, they go, oh, that's right, multiple nergasm is a thing. <laughs> that's right. I remember those guys talk sometimes. Well, can I just say, getting to, you know, getting like four 34 to 35-year-old men um, together at any point in time ever is difficult enough. Yeah. Let alone then having someone spend hours and hours editing the podcast. It's true. Yeah. And last weekend, the four of us were in the same room for the first time in I don't know how long. That's a year. True. Yeah, that's true. At yeah. least a year. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. We should do that more often. Yeah, we it was should. A good night. Mm. It was a good night. Mm. It was, and we mm. should do that more often. Yeah. Mm. Also. But, but our listeners don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> probably this not. is probably just a You know, they do actually. Actually, uh, one thing that somebody said to me. Was that we should tell more stories about how we met and things like that because apparently the listeners do find that stuff interesting. Personal stories about us. Yeah, I've got a personal story about Luke. Apparently. <laughs> oh God, which one? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Apparently, that stuff rates well amongst the listeners. I'm, I listen to this podcast right called um, uh, Film Spotting, which is just film reviewers, right? And it's really like. Uh, like they're really polite. They're never rude. They never tell dirty jokes or anything. Um, <laughs> but just the the pause in the exact wrong space in a in a review the other day was um, so hilarious. Um, they play the audio for trailers while they're talking about things. They play the audio for um, something I can't remember what. But then it just came when it cut back to them. Uh, he goes, "I just came from the movie to the studio, so I don't have anything prepared." But, like, I literally spat my drink because I thought that the person who was least like in the world to make that kind of comment literally just came back from a trailer and went, I just came. (laughs) I play the audio from the trailers. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, they read perfectly well. Interesting. Kind of. Mm. Brain fills in the blanks. Mm. Yeah, because some of the game podcasts that I've listened to in the past do that where they, they play the game trailers for the week. And I'm like, well, that doesn't translate. That sounds like, yeah, really boring. Not. Yeah, I mean, for a film, I can see that makes slightly more sense because, you know, like you can, like more like a radio play kind of thing. But for a game, I mean, if you don't see what the game is, how can you know whether it's any good? Like, it seems pointless. Very strange. Any of you guys want to talk about fucking the dead? <laughs> <laughs> Only if far uh, you do a jingle for that exact segment. Fucking the dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week on fucking the dead. Uh, this week on fucking the dead. Ohio morgue worker <laughs> Kenneth Douglas has sex with up to a hundred corpses. True story, apparently. Go on. Uh, 
He, well, he's a morgue worker, as mm-hmm. I covered in the uh, the intro. Um, he has been charged, I believe now. Um, his wife attempted to turn him in earlier, <laughs> and the, the police wouldn't listen to him. Listen to her. Um, wow. So he's been yeah he's been arrested, charged, and sentenced to three years in prison. Um, oh, hang on. Was in two thousand and eight. So you get what? three years in prison. No, he pleaded guilty in twenty twelve. Right, 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 right. But do you know oh, how was... they found him? Do you know how he got caught? He has had sex with a hundred dead women between nineteen seventy six and nineteen ninety two while he worked there. He hmm. didn't get caught right until they were investigating the rape and murder of a nineteen year old girl. Right. And the guy who killed her said, "Yeah, I murdered her. I admit it, but I didn't rape her." And they went, "Bullshit! This corpse is full of semen." And he's like, I'm fucking admitting to the murder. If I raped her, I'd tell you. And then they tested it and they went, yeah, you know what? This is not your semen. Jesus. And that's how they caught the morgue worker who was fucking the dead. You know, I just, I often think, you start with one, right? And you think, this is the only <laughs> time. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this again. I just want to see what this like, is like. this is sick and yeah. twisted and I'm, I'm not doing this again. But you kind of like it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then well, he said, "He said he wouldn't do it if he wasn't drinking or smoking crack." So, <laughs> I got, I, I just, love just a suggestion. Well, it's my suggestion is don't drink or smoke crack at work, and it probably won't come up. He, but he's probably not the most intelligent of men. I mean, I love his his explanation when they said, "Like, how could you do this?" And he said, <laughs> and I quote, "I would just get on top of them and pull my pants down." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so matter of fact yeah. he's like no how could you psychologically do this just how did you <laughs> physically do this yeah, that's right. <laughs> well you know it's funny um, having made a movie about it when I was a bit younger um, mm-hmm. and thinking how hilarious <laughs> it was and mm. then th- thinking about the fact that someone actually did this not once not twice not five times over a hundred times but yeah. here's how I reckon that happens. Because as you say, you do it once and you're like, fuck, this is the only time. Like, I work in a morgue. I see these beautiful, beautiful cadavers every day. <laughs> right? I just have to once. I have to do it. You like it enough to do it again. And you're like, this is the last time. This is absolutely the last time. It happens a third time. Right? By the time you're up to the 50th, 60th, 70th, or 80th time, you may as well just go with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Once you've fucked that's, 80 dead bodies, yeah. you may as well fuck 100. Once you've fucked 80 dead bodies, that's your thing, and no yeah. one can call you on it. No one can call you on it. No. That's... No. But I, I, I mean... Yeah. I'm going to say it was probably more than 100. Yeah, he's admitting to 100. Mind you, if you're yeah, going to admit he... to 100, you may as well admit to them all. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, I mean, he probably doesn't really know. Like, or, or unless he's got, like, a record of it. Like, yeah, if you to get, a guy this dumb, 100 is probably just the largest number he can count to. Yeah. When they said, how many bodies did you fuck, he probably went, well, I don't know, 100. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem like he's he's too bluey. <laughs> yeah, well. So anyway, he's uh, he's in jail now, so. So my question now. How long, is, how long is he in jail for? Uh, three years. Three years. Wait, so you can fuck? You can get three years in prison. A hundred corpses, mm. and the most you are going to get is a hundred years. I mean, <laughs> three, I mean years. <laughs> three years. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but that's a good point, Dave. Even if it was only one year per dead woman you raped, <laughs> yeah. that's still a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, so I guess there's no real tipping point. 
Like, where, like, uh, you know, they just sort of go, well, whether it was five or it was a hundred, you're getting three years. One is bad enough. A hundred is too much to process. But my question is, Dave, you have, and for those of you who don't know, Dave wrote and directed a film in the early 2000s called Necro about this exact thing. And I want to know, how close did you get? To what? To the story. I don't mean to actually doing it. I mean, like, to, to reality. Now that we know that this has really happened, is this basically the plot of your film, or... <laughs> well, would you go, I guess... Now that you know what happened, would you go back and change some details in the film if you could? Uh, I'd, I'd probably have more corpses. Um, mm. I'd, I'd <laughs> probably have more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, I mean... How many were there in the film? Two? Two? I think I only saw two, really. Okay. And so there was, there was many, really. three, if you count the alleyway... So if it's if you fuck a hundred corpses for three years in prison, you fuck yep. two corpses. That's like a week max, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not good at maths, but if you like, uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything next week. I'll fuck a corpse today. Next week's a write off because I'll be in prison. Then I'll be out again. Yeah. Well, he did. He did progress to murder in the in the film. So, mm. um, is that online? Can we link to that in the show notes? <laughs> to Necro. Yeah. I don't know if it is. No, know, it's not it online, and uh, it will never be online. Okay, well, if you so, want a copy, just um, send an email to daniel at multiplenergasm.com uh, <laughs> or if you want to speak to the director personally, uh, just give him a call on 04 <laughs> and have a chat with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, I guess, speaking of fucking the dead... Um, apparently you can have an ejaculating cock as your company logo. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Someone want to, someone want to explain this? I'm going to click this little link here. What am I going to see? Well, have a yeah. look. Have this a look is a, uh, this is a, a fast food company called Dirty Bird, mm-hmm. uh, which is logo is a D and a B, uh, next to each other, uh, made into a chicken. But just have a look and, um, tell me what that looks like. <laughs> that literally looks like a cock ejaculating. Yeah, like, yeah, it's an ejaculating. Literally, case. literally, it does. I, I didn't even notice the D and the B. I just no. <laughs> you just thought it was a. In cock. In fact, you you said it a D and a B, and I was like, where, where? where? Oh, right, there they are. <laughs> so, needless to say, there have been complaints. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, it looks like a chicken. The town is in uproar. Yeah, yeah. I see the chicken. I just I, and I see the dick, yeah. but I uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, either way, it's a cock. Yeah, yeah, that is so obvious. Like, how could not? How could someone who designed the logo? I reckon someone who designed it was having a bit of a joke. Of course. Like, I remember you designed a logo for me, Dan. Yeah. Um. Was that an uh, old dribbling semen? It was. Yeah, <laughs> less subtle. Sitting on top of a computer. <laughs> was it? I mean, was it intentional? The, yeah. Um, well, some of the other. So the company to produce some other posters, such as "Touch My Thigh" and "Touch My Breast." Oh, oh right. Interesting. Where can I see those? Uh, they only just refer to them. They don't show you pictures. Oh. Hmm. That's a because shame. yeah, I mean, I mean, it does look like that, and I mean, it seems like some people were overreacting. Like this woman says, "I was queuing up with my two sons, and when I looked at the logo and realized what it represents." Not the sort of thing that should be on display around children. I mean... Well, children shouldn't know what that represents. No, I mean, it does look like a chicken as well. Yeah, and if your children know what that represents, you have kids. other problems. Exactly. Yeah, it does look like a chicken as well. Mind you, I mean... Yeah. 
if it was done on purpose, maybe there is something to it. I mean, some things just look like cocks. I mean, hmm. I'm just looking here at another article uh, about a skate park that uh, nobody thought anything of until uh, they realised, because of Google Earth, that from above, it's a cock and balls. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that stuff happens all the time. Pasting it in here. This stuff just looks like genitals. It's just how stuff works. Yeah. Let me look at this phallic skate park. It certainly does. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that skate park is great, though. That looks... <laughs> it's it's like 3D. Yeah. It's it's like a mold of a cock if you were going to make one out of it. Yeah, cock, exactly. Or a big cock <laughs> cookie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what's that phenomenon where humans see human faces reflected in things, which is why we think we see the Virgin Mary and Jesus Paradoilia? Christ? Like Paradoilia or something? Paradoilia? Is, yeah. Is there a version of that that's constantly seeing cocks? Well, I mean, we look for patterns in everything, apparently. Like, that's why people are more inclined to believe something is, you know, if they see patterns where there are no patterns, they believe, you know, eventually they'll win lotto or, mm. you know, 50 50 on the pokey machines, eventually it's going to be. A win, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we look for patterns when there aren't any. So you, that wouldn't surprise me if we see penises in things. I mean, I see penises in things, I guess. Yeah, I do, <laughs> do too. But I watch an awful lot of gay porn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, I just, I, I mean, the, this boy just let that one slide, Dan. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody <laughs> called me on that. Someone says something remotely sexual, all over them. But uh, Dan just blatantly comes out and says something. Yep, cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's no fun if it's that easy. No, exactly. Mm. <sighs> well, speaking of um, dicks, um, Phil Fish <laughs> has <laughs> quit the game industry again. Now, look, I feel sorry has. for Phil Fish because he gets lagged on, but he does bring it on. Yeah, uh, and the temper that he has about it is just so entertaining. Yeah. Well, in I think it's somewhat justified this time. There, there's been some drama. I don't want to go into it because it's stupid, but um, there was some drama surrounding a female game developer and and her relationships, which have nothing to do with anything. Um, but Phil Fish got up on got on Twitter and kind of berated a lot of people who were harassing her about it. Um, so they hacked the Polytron, his his company, Polytron um, Dropbox account. And released all their financial and personal information, including his social security information, Jesus. and hacked their website and put all the files up so everyone could download them, and basically <sighs> ruined both his professional and personal life. Oh, wow, man. that's um. So, look, I think Phil Fish is a dick, but I, <sighs> come on, internet. Yeah, that's full on. Come Phil on, Fish internet. is going to cold-blooded fucking murder someone. Well, he, the, the, he's not. He's 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 not. He's just a. Horribly depressed person, I'm sure. <laughs> like he's not going to kill anybody. He's just, you know, he's just. Oh man, I feel really sorry for him. You know? Yeah, that's it's, that's pretty fucked. Now that you can't stand up for a woman. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the details, but mm. that you have to worry about getting fucked this bad. Yeah, yeah, just, I know. The whole, just for posting I mean, a tweet. The whole situation with with that is somewhat complicated. I don't really want to go into it on here because I don't know enough about it, and it's not my business anyway. Like. This because it's got nothing to do with games, but they. <laughs> I wish all the news have... sites did that. <laughs> look, I don't no, want to well, go into details about this because it's quite honestly none of my business anyway. Look, yeah, th- this girl's ex-boyfriend came out 
and posted this big blog post about how she was cheating on him with a bunch of journalists right. over over a period of time, including she just loves from, journos. Well, as a as a game developer, it's not good if she does. You know what I mean? So um, there were allegations that she was sleeping with some guy from Kotaku in exchange for coverage of the game, all that kind of stuff. But then uh, Kotaku released a statement saying he's never written an article about the game ever. Uh, and they were dating. Um, so what's the problem? Basically, those are the facts. They were dating and he never wrote an article about her. So, what? So you know, end of story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it all got a bit out of hand and they were, um, yeah, went overboard and now Phil Fish is, he said that the Fez 2 IP is up for sale because uh, he wants out because games are, all, games are all fucked. Well, but, yeah. Wow. I mean, he does antagonize them a lot, so. And he has, in the past, drawn attention to himself. So. He probably should have just stayed out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can't help himself. No. No. Which is half his problem, I think. I think it's probably best if he does step out, to be honest, of yeah. the industry, not of life. Of the oh, oh you heard it here first. Multiple nerdgasm. Matthew Ham wants Phil Fish to kill himself. No, I don't. I don't. I, but I do worry that he will. To be honest, he's clearly unstable. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, most gamers are, aren't they? Really? I mean, if you, if you listen to any any uh, uh, online video game chats, you, you'll just know that most people are just dickheads. Yeah. Unstable dickheads. Yeah. yeah. The problem is they all get together on the internet and. Yep. So, Phil, if you're out there, kill yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, so, um, I saw uh, a movie this week that I think Dan has seen already. Mm. I think he may have even brought it up on the podcast. Mm. Uh, it's a movie called Locke. Mm. And it's set entirely in a car. And all it is is a series of phone calls for an hour and a half. And it is... One of the most captivating hour and a half films I have seen in a very, very long time. Great, I isn't it? Could not pause it. I just was. I just. I <laughs> the had to keep was listening. Broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was um, bundled up watching this on a notebook, and um, I was just enthralled. I just I couldn't believe how engaging something could be in such a contained environment. It's uh, it's it's a credit to the writer and the director of the film. Um, that that he managed to pull this off so well. Uh, the acting, I don't know who's the main actor is, but he was really good. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. And I couldn't work out oh, what kind of accent like he had. What kind of accent? Well, I Welsh. thought it was South African, but then no, I thought, it's no, Welsh. it's not. It's Welsh. Yeah. Right. He's, Welsh. he's good at he's good Welsh at accents. are a very hard one to pick. He's good at accents, Tom Hardy. He's an yes. Aussie in Mad Max, the new Mad Max. Wait, yeah. not Tom Hardy. Who played Bane? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Wait, so the guy that played Bane... Hmm. I've got some kind of phone day. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, hi, I'm in the car. I can't talk to you. You don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Hello? Uh, hey, wait, uh, I had sex with someone else and had a baby. We're talking about the same guy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 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 I mean like that is the guy that's in this film? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. Right. The Tom yeah. Hardy. Yeah, cool. I like him. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. in um, what's that movie with Shia LaBeouf? Shia. LaBeouf. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Criminal, something like that. Yeah, the one where they make moonshine or something. I think it's called Moonshinier. <laughs> Moonshinier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good film too. And yeah, I think he had a different accent in that as well. I think he had a kind of I think he's one of those draw. guys that does a different accent in every movie. Like Christian mm. Bale says that he's never done the same accent in two films. Hmm. Because he can't remember them. Yeah, he just, he's not good at it. <laughs> I've never done the same accent in two scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, um, I thought it was really good. You, you should uh, you should watch it, guys. It's, it's really, really good. Um, yeah, it's good old-fashioned storytelling. It, it, really it is, is cool. literally one actor in a car the whole film. It's, huh. But even just with the voices, you, you just get to know the other characters so well. You know, mm-hmm. just by, by the way they speak and just his... Personality is is a really interesting type of personality type that you don't normally see in film. Yeah, he's hmm. he's just got this air of what's the word, Dan? It's it's not it's this sort of logical kind of um, sense of duty. That's yeah. it's really it's really quite interesting because he literally destroys his own life with a series of phone calls. Like it's unbelievable. I yeah, do that. You, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing. You watch this movie, and you just, you kind of, you, you can't look away. But it's, it's so awkward to watch him just systematically fuck up his professional life, his personal life, relationships, everything. And you just go and do fucking just, just think about this, man. I know. I'm like, just, turn around, just turn around, just turn around. You don't have to do this. But he's just got all this baggage from his own father. Probably given it too much detail now, but yeah, it's a good movie. Go and watch it. Yeah, you should. Um, also watched a little film called Bad Neighbours with uh, a little lady I like to call Rose Byrne. I think it's her name. Yeah. Right, don't don't gloss over the fact that you've watched a Zac Efron movie. Oh, it's right. um, it, it was truly, truly terrible, and oh, it, really? it 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 it's it, it. I mean, I had Rose Byrne, and I thought. Can't be that bad, surely. It, it was it was atrocious. I, <laughs> I I don't think I laughed once during the entire it, thing. It looked pretty bad. It's so bad, and and it's just not funny. No, hmm. it's very predictable. Just it's... just trash. <laughs> just trash. I f- I feel lesser of a person for having. You know, watched people. It. This is the movie that everyone just did for paychecks. Yeah, they yep. did not care about this movie at all. The cinematic equivalent of a uh, McDonald's cheeseburger, then. Yeah, just yep. That's exactly what it is, Dan. Yeah, you know, it's not even very good. You know, I watched a movie with Rose Byrne in it. Oh, really? Go on. Uh, Insidious. Oh. it's a horror film that uh, I think is a sequel out or coming. Uh, and it's by what's the Australian guy who did Saw? Oh, James uh, Wan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. Anyway, it's well, it's got a bunch of Aussies in it. Um, so I'm. Fairly certain. Yeah, James Wan. Yeah, definitely. So it's got Rose Byrne in it, and it's uh, a horror story where the the kid gets uh, possessed by supernatural forces. What's this movie called? Insidious. Oh, that's a great film. Except for the ending. Terrible. Yeah, it, it, it was good, and then got a bit silly at the end. Yeah, but, uh, I thought it was called last... Inside Eus. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Inside Eus. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to get inside of yes. Can't wait to get inside of yes. All yes. It's a um, movie set in the western suburbs of Sydney. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But it yeah, stars uh, it stars the guy from Thor as well, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does, uh, and it's also got um, two, what are the two Angus Sampson oh, and um, really? some other Aussie guy. Is it Angus Sampson? Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Let me Google that. Yeah, you're actually. thinking of Angus Sampson. No, you're thinking of um, Angus Sampson. Angus. Yeah. No, no is Angus, he, yeah, Angus Sampson. Is he the one yeah. who tries to get inside? Is yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure he does. Yeah, he's in it and some other Australian guy. But they're trying they're doing very um I mean to me very obvious American accents because I know that they're Australian. So I thought that was a bit distracting. What about honest. Rosemary Byrne? Is she doing an American accent? She she is, but I didn't notice. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, but I've seen her in other stuff like X Men where yeah. so I've she's she's sold me on that mm. that mm. aspect. But yeah, that was that was pretty good. Some good scares. It was a it's a jump scare movie, which they annoy me a bit because Oh, uh, yeah, there, yeah, there is. But what about, oh, that one scene during the day when you think nothing scary could happen right now and then mean, behind I, the mother? I think I know the bit you mean, where they're set around the table. Oh, that's sounds riveting. No, I don't want to say anything because it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good scare. So I went to the movies this week as well. And I went and saw a movie that up until a week ago I had literally no intention of watching. In fact, I mentioned on last week's podcast how shit the trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy were. Mm-hmm. But Matt and Luke assured me mm-hmm. that this was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Promised me <laughs> that I would enjoy Okay, it. from the one guy that likes every comic book movie and the other guy who thinks that any movie's okay because you can watch it while you're ironing. Okay, yep, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch my ironing at the... do my ironing at the movies, so... <laughs> true, true. So I reluctantly took myself off to the cinema, and I paid the $45 that it now costs for two people to watch a fucking movie, right? (laughs) But I've got to say that Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best films I have ever seen. Oh, fuck off! Yes! And it proves, right, that you can make a movie set in a crazy universe with ridiculous, bizarre characters... And if you are a good filmmaker that can tell a good story well, mm-hmm. then that movie can be a success. Fuck this off, Dan. This is such one a good movie. Best films ever made. It is such what? a no, no, Dave. It, Dave, it's, it's so really good. good. It is it's really good, Dave. Dave, Let's see it. It is. It is funny. It is moving. It is thought provoking. It is action packed. I mean, for a movie that stars. Two pro wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is so good. And I honestly, it, it's like movies in the 80s where they just go, okay, ridiculous premise, ignore that. We're just going to tell a really good story. Yeah. And it's made so well. And I think we even talked about the fact that, like, none of us had any respect for James Gunn because no. of the trite that he had. I mean, I mostly know him as the host of Scream Queens, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> He has fucking knocked this one out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, because I watched that film of his super, um, and I really didn't like it. Yeah. How to build your super fund. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It's just about saving up for retirement. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, I just, I really didn't like that. And so when I, when the, when Guardian started and it said, um, directed by James Gunn, that was literally the only th- thing I could think of that he directed. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, here's like, the thing. I looked at the trailer and thought, I actually want to watch that. That looks like a fun romp through space, which I would probably enjoy. It is. But to yeah. hear Dan say it, it's an amazingly well done, fantastic film. 
I'm just Look, a little surprised. <laughs> it's just with all these movies, like an absolute abundance of superhero and big budget sci-fi movies. Now you've got all the Avengers, which I liked, and you've got the the Transformers, which are fine too. You know, like they're all just bombarding us with this really specific type of storytelling technique. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. They're so similar across the board, and this one exists in parallel to those, but is quite different. Right. Yeah. Like, Don't its storytelling is a really refreshing return to form. Okay, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to go see it then. But you should. You ha- has should. anyone here seen Transformers Dinosauria? Did anyone even bother to no. see that? No, I've listened, huh? I've listened to the score quite a lot because it's actually really good. But it's the highest it. grossing film of the year, though. Is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. It's made, up for, it's made up... No, Guardian is the highest grossing domestic, i.e. just America. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, Dinosauria has made over a billion dollars worldwide. <laughs> I love how we just call it Dinosauria. <laughs> oh, awful. Well, I, I watched... Uh, Three sequels. Since we last talked, I watched, yeah, I watched um, a bunch of Marvel sequels, um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, and some other stuff. And you know what's but, funny? Like, he says that, like, but I bet it actually went like, hey, hey, Jenna, do you, you reckon we should do a day of Marvel sequels? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a few days. It was a few days. Um, uh, Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2, rather, you know, the... The, the newer ones. Yeah, so, um, so the not shit Sam Raimi ones, yep. Well, yeah, Matt didn't I really, really enjoy the first one, so how'd you go I with the second one? Didn't like it that much either. Right. Um, Maybe you're going to stop now, or you're going to keep punishing yourself with movies you know are going to be shit? No, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to watch them. Of course them, you will, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, look, has, has anyone else seen this, what, this one? I know the yes, one. I have. I yeah. just feel like you can't get on your high horse at this point, Dan. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> no, 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 no. These the Guardians and this film are in a completely different ballpark, in my opinion. The right. Guardians was like amazing. Honestly, guys, like I'm not going to give anything away. Right, Dave won't get this, but at the end, when the little paw comes up, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Honestly, I cried three times in Guardians of the Galaxy. Whoa, you? Yeah, you didn't even cry at the end of Six Feet Under. Yeah, I wept three times, three separate times. <laughs> oh my God. Dave, Dave, it's great. Go and see it. It's I, really no, good. Hold on. If this made Daniel weep three times, <laughs> if I watch it, I may kill myself after I see it. So I don't know if I can. <laughs> Look, the thing is, like, because Dave, you know I've got a problem with, with sentimentality. In oh, a, film, a problem. If it's mishandled, right? Yeah. But this just fucking got me. Do you know what I mean? It just took me along and I was with this everywhere. And the only reason I saw this is because you two told me it was good. Mm-hmm. And I had to know. And uh, I've been holding off talking to you about it all week because I wanted to mention it on the I know, podcast. I saw that you put it in the list and I wanted to ask, but I thought, no, I want to know. I wanted to find out whether you liked it or not. But I want to continue talking about this off air because I fucking love this movie. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, great. <laughs> all right, well, yeah, Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, I wasn't that big on it. I thought, uh, in particular, Rhino was shit. And I thought... Um, Did it look as awful... Yeah, at that one picture we saw of him a year ago in production. Oh no, 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 no! That that the the photo of him. He, I mean, he's got a CG rhino suit on him. Right. In, in <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound ridiculous at all. But it's he's got a stupid Russian accent. Because and... I love that we saw this photo of it years ago, and then we forgot to even we forgot to even care about it once it came out. So yeah, I want to see. I'm googling rhino movie. This is not even going to come up. And I thought I don't know Andrew Garfield's. It's fine. It's just I don't know. I don't. 
No, I just don't like them as much as the other ones, and I, it wasn't that great. And I thought Electro was a bit, like, generic. I feel like you're in pain, Matt. It's just a movie, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> All right, fine. It's a movie you know you didn't like. It's the sequel to a movie you hated. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I really like the soundtrack. It's like eating a piece of shit and then going back for seconds, <laughs> expecting that to taste different. Because some time has passed. But enough about Applebee's. Well, all right. The next sequel I want to talk about is Captain America 2, mm. uh, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm going to so, assume you like that one a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's actually but, a Marvel but Studios you, you film. did like the first Captain America. Am I, I did. Right? And I'll tell you, the theme here is going to be... Also, I did just an- say Captain America, so I'm aware of it. <laughs> Captain Anemone. The, the theme here that is going to be, and it's going to give you a bit of a spoiler for the third one. Oh, uh, that's going to ruin it. The Marvel Studios ones are excellent, and the rest of them aren't. So, uh, Guardians, excellent. Captain America 2, excellent. Amazing Spider-Man, I didn't like it. And um, the third one I'm going to talk about is the new X-Men. Uh, which I also didn't really like that much. Gaze of future past. That's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Captain America 2 is great. It's a good action movie. It's got uh, Samuel L. Jackson in this awesome car chase. Like, it's a fucking awesome car chase. You've no, seen it, haven't you, Luke? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's no, really good. No worries, yeah. though. It's just a cool action movie. What did you think, Luke? Um, It's good to watch while doing the ironing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Luke Jesus. does a lot of ironing. Have, I do a we, lot. Yeah. Have we ever? Have, have we? Um. Have we just stopped uh, with the gags? Now we're just going back to the old ones. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't need new ones. Yeah. <gasps> right. Okay. And uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. It, it was alright. It was. Just, I didn't mind I didn't, it. I thought it was alright. It was. I don't know. Just it. I wanted to see It's time. It's a time them. travel movie again, and, and that again, mm. like they just piss me off because it's like the premise is that they send Wolverine back in time. In his own mind, so he can only go back to his younger body because that's how it works. So he goes back to his younger self. Okay, before you go any further, Matt, it's Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. They send him back to himself as as when he's younger to change what happens, so he can change things. But it doesn't take effect until he wakes up again. So he goes back in time and does all this stuff. Yeah. But but if if he doesn't wake up again, it Wait, doesn't. Who doesn't goes take back effect. in time? Wolverine. Right. <laughs> okay. Good. Goes <laughs> back in time, and it, it's just. Like, as soon as that kind of came into it, I was like, I don't like this anymore. Who do they get to write these things? Well, it's, I think it's a storyline from the, from the book. So it is. No, it's an existing storyline, but they made quite a lot of... Yeah. But unfortunately, just... the, uh, the character that uh, actually does go back in time in the, in the comics and in the TV series as well uh, is not played by as popular an actor. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was play, but they, because they made it... That was played by Ellen Page. She was too young, so her character wouldn't be alive back well, in the seventies. Why are they all the same age in the future? Like, they're none of them have aged from the last movie. Well, Wolverine like, doesn't age. That's the thing. No, no, no. But the rest of them, like Ellen Page, looks. Who I mean, doesn't age, Dan? Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> Sorry, Wolverine. Right. Okay. It's getting confused. None of them have aged. They all look. I mean, they look a bit older because they are a bit older. The actors, but they. I mean, it just. It's very strange that it's supposed to be the future, but they all look the same, and then. And then they go back in time, and they're all young. Like it's it's really 
just That's what I always enjoyed about Buffy and Angel is when you look at the first season, you see Spike and Angel, who are vampires who don't age, and then you go seven seasons into the future, and (laughs) it's like, these dudes are old. It's like the fifth Highlander movie where Christophe Lambert is considerably older than he was in the 80s. (laughs) Okay, now I'm confused. I don't know if you're making fun or if that's actually how you pronounce it. That's how you pronounce it. (laughs) I thought it was Christopher Lambert. Yeah, it is if you're a dumb American who can't pronounce Christophe Lambert. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly can't tell if you're being sarcastic anymore. (laughs) Matt, you've got to agree Mm. two things. Fight in the first scene, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that was great, actually. Yeah, with the portals and things. Yeah, with the portals. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, yeah. love that. In fact, that, that got me very excited. Jailbreak scene. Oh, that was yeah. fucking Brilliant. awesome. Yeah, those two action sequences were fantastic, but everything else kind of just I didn't I didn't like it that much. Even Fastbender in it didn't. You know, I fucking love that guy in the first uh, the X Men First Class, but mm. then I don't know. Wait, so they've got um, Quick Silver in there? Yeah, Quick Quick Silver. I also like the, the fact that they were like, look. We've got James McAvoy, you know, as a young, kind of, you know, grungy, good-looking dude. Um, he is supposed to be in a wheelchair, but that would really bring ratings down. So let's just yeah. put something into the story that meant he can walk around a bit, even though yeah, in the yeah. last film, he did get paralyzed. Well, the other thing that I take issue with is now all of the other films are just wiped out. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first three X-Men films no longer happened in this timeline. So they're just gone oh, now. Jesus Christ. Okay, I... I, oh, I and, like, no, not only that, everybody's back. Like, Famke Jensen's back at the... Well, sorry, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Famke Jensen's back at the end. Fucking... Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah. Whoever plays Cyclops is back. They're all they're all just back. Oh, yeah, Rogue was back. Beast is there again. Like, fucking everyone was there at the end. It's like, like Kelsey Grammer as Beast and all the actors and stuff. Which is cool, because I guess they realized, oh, we fucked up and killed everybody. <laughs> but... And, you know, sequels. But uh, just felt a bit, bit of a cheat. Like the whole movie was just a cheat with a, uh, a not very good storyline to to make it so they could make more of them. Yeah. Up down, left right, B A star. Boring. Peter Dinklage with a mustache. Oh yeah, that's true. Dinky was great in it. Oh, why do we call him Dinky? I'll say this: Days of Future Past is a great story. Like the the comic. Right. Okay. It is pretty cool. Okay. No, no, I, I'm sure it probably is. I just I didn't. By the but time travel aspect they, of this. They kind of retconned a lot of it hmm. to fit the current trend. Well, you, you know, my first thought was Wolverine can go back. Of course he can, because it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And also, he looks the same, so it's kind of ideal for a film. Like, because he doesn't age, so he's literally the only one that could go back and make it not totally shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have made. They would have had to get different actors or put old people makeup on them and or something. If it... Yeah. Although, yeah. what am I talking about? They did that with with um, Xavier and Magneto, anyway. So, anyway. Hmm. But yeah. So, Guardians thumbs up. Spider Man two thumbs down. Captain America two thumbs up. X Men Days of Future Past thumbs down. I guess. Wow, you've had a busy week. Oh. <laughs> it's a couple of weeks. Ah, right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll probably be hearing this, dear listeners, in a couple of weeks. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, okay, so um, oh, I had a really funny anecdote about Ghostbusters, but then I realized I didn't write that comment, so I don't. 
Well, I heard something funny this week. There's a uh, there's a YouTube channel that I subscribe to called Nostalgia Critic, which is this really kind of over the top American hipster who uh, basically analyzes old films from the eighties. And um, he did Ghostbusters the other day and just kind of you know pointed out a bunch of funny nuances that uh, you may or may not have been aware of. Uh, vaguely interesting, I suppose. But the <laughs> funny thing that I took away from it is that he told this story about how when he was a kid, you know the scene in Ghostbusters where Stans and Venkman, right at the start, are discussing the possibility of going into business as Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And they're passing a bottle of whiskey back and forth. Yes, in the park. Yeah. Yeah. When he was a kid, the guy from Nostalgia Critics asked his dad what they were drinking. And his dad didn't want to tell them it was alcohol because they were too young to know about that shit. Hmm. So he told them that it was the magical potion that turns you into a Ghostbuster, right? (laughs) But the funny thing is, if you watch that scene with that in mind, it makes total sense because they're really not sold on the idea. Then Stans has a sip and immediately starts talking like a really smart person. Oh, we're going to have to reverse the polarity of this. And, like, and he just starts going on and on and on. <laughs> right. He then hands the drink to Venkman, who takes a swig of it, and it immediately cuts to them coming out of the bank with the loan and him going, right, we're all set now. Wait, like, can I ask a quick, simple question before you go on? Yeah. If you and I went to a bank and we sat down and we want a business loan, <laughs> yeah. and they down said, put our bottle of whiskey yeah, on the table. And they said, what do you need the loan for? What's your business? And then we said, we <laughs> We want to start a ghost-busting business. I'll remind you, Dave, that New York at the time had a really big ghost problem. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Everything in its historical context. What I love most about Ghostbusters, what I love most about that movie, and I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before, so I won't go on and on about it, is that the antagonist of the film, like not the big villain, because that's obviously fucking Zool, but yep. the antagonist, Walter Peck, mm. is a environmental <laughs> activist who just right. wants to know a bit more information about the unlicensed nuclear reactor that the Ghostbusters have in a residential area. Like, he doesn't want to shut him down. He doesn't try to... Do- he literally just says, you are working with equipment you don't have permits for, and I want permission to do an audit. Yeah. Mm. That's what he wants. And he's right. And yeah, that's, that's not an unreasonable request. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I suppose. What, fact, yeah, what, is, what does this machine do? It's got ghosts in it. How does it work? I can't tell you. Yeah. Look, <laughs> like, fine. That's not I'm good buying enough. into the whole Ghostbuster premise, guys, but you really do need to meet me halfway on this. Yeah. <laughs> I've got How forms. does the machine work? <laughs> I've got forms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to do my job. Like, yeah. Dan, if someone came up to you and said, hey, um, I'm your neighbour, mm-hmm. Jeff, uh, just across the street here. Yeah. Um, look, I'm, uh, I'm building an unlicensed nuclear reactor. <laughs> oh. uh, I have no real got, PhD or degree in, in theoretical or nuclear physics. How did you get a loan for that? Look, just not, not, not a good question to ask right now. <laughs> um, we, had a, we had a few drinks and went into the I'm bank. just wondering, uh, <laughs> if I do this, yeah. is this going to be a problem for you? Look, not for me, but I... Um, I will just make a quick call into um, the environmental... Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. No, no, um, no, no, no. Honestly, the uh, worst they will do is send a guy out to ask to have a no, look. No, no, That's no, literally just, the just, worst they'll do. Yeah, okay, I understand that, but I don't really want to get them involved. So if you... <laughs> they won't if, be involved? 
No, they'll literally I... just they will just have a couple of forms. They will just need you to take a few boxes. That's it. <laughs> okay, I've got. I, I, I just want to say something before mm. before you you call. Um, yeah. It's not it's not just a reactor. Um, it it stores ghosts. Right. Well, I'm not going to fucking argue on the finer points of that one. But <laughs> but I like later on he does come in and just turn it off after being told no, like no, he comes a, in he, with he city officials. No, no, and they turn it off and then, and because in his defense he's like, well, what's going to happen? And they're like, bad stuff. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> he goes bad stuff. Yeah. Like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Like, you could have been a bit more emphatic okay, well, about Matt, the bad if, stuff. If you went in to shut something down, and I said to you. You can't shut it down, and then you said why, and I said because if you shut this down, ghosts will be released. What would you say? <laughs> I would say, turn it off, Dave. Yeah, exactly. turn it off. But then there's a great scene in the mayor's office where yeah. the fucking environmental activists and the Ghostbusters are there, and the environmental activist is just laying out the case like <laughs> they've just got fucking dangerous equipment, and Venkman just charms the mayor into siding with them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you this man has yeah that's right he, he, I think his argument is this man has, has no, no dick, dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I love about movies made in the 80s <coughs> characters they didn't feel the need to have them go on any kind of arc or ch- Venkman's a cunt at the start of the movie and he's <laughs> yeah. a cunt at the end right yeah. like if Adam Sandler had made, I mean not forgetting that this is a movie made by a bunch of ex-Saturday Night Live TV actors. You know yeah. what I mean? This is the yeah, yeah. equivalent now of Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Another Have you classic. heard that the Ghostbusters 3 might not be happening, but they might be doing a reboot now? Oh, <sighs> God. This time focusing on an all-female cast of Ghostbusters. You guys can't sigh and say, oh, God, because you guys see every goddamn <laughs> remake they make. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch it. I'll go and see Sexy Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen the early rushes for Ghostbusters where they still hadn't, they still couldn't, they still hadn't decided if they were going to call it Ghostbusters or not? So there's take after the take where they do it and they say Ghostbusters. Then they reset and they go and do it again, the exact same scene, but they say Ghost Catchers. And then they do it again and they say Ghost Nabbers or something like that. Oh, wow. Jesus. Wouldn't it be cheaper to just wait and decide? <laughs> I think they wanted to call it Ghostbusters and they were just waiting to see whether they got the rights to the name. Right. Right. Because Ghostbusters was a show from the 60s about two dudes and a chimp. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I would watch. Me too. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.